Hello and welcome to the 23rd episode of How Not to Suck at the Stocks. This is your host, Dan Hansen, and as per usual, I got two disclaimers for you. Disclaimer number one is this podcast for entertainment purposes only. And disclaimer number two is this podcast is extremely not safe for work, so please consider yourself warned. All right, very special episode for you. I've been thinking about this topic for a long time. Not going to lie, Nike's latest campaign is really what sparked me to just put it out there. This is called the worst marketing campaigns ever. And the issue here is contemporary liberals just have no fucking clue how to market their ideology. And look, I'm not Ann Coulter. I'm not here just to bash liberals. I'm looking at it as if I was a professional marketing consultant hired by the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, to help analyze what went wrong in 2016 and what they can do to win in 2020. All right, so before I shit all over contemporary liberal marketing campaigns, let me talk about two tremendous liberal marketing campaigns. First one, you have to go back that far. Uh, 2008, Barack Obama, hope, change. These were extremely profound words to position your campaign next to. He understood how the average American felt. He understood that 9-11 left people scared and the Bush administration was fear-mongering, for lack of a better word. He understood the war on terror taking its toll on the morale of the American people. He understood that the housing crisis, where people lost their homes and the banks got bailed out, he understood people were upset. Okay? And look, I get it. Every challenging party always campaigns as if they're going to you know, shake up Washington and go in there and clean things. You know, drain the swamp. Every challenging party always uses it. And it's not just politics. I mean, every business, if you have a minority share, your marketing campaign is always going to be like, oh, think different. You know, don't be a drone. Stand out from the crowd. Buy our product. You know? So it was an old playbook that Obama used, but it was just the right person at the right time. He played it to perfection. Okay. Going back even further, Martin Luther King. Just the most beautiful, elegant marketing campaign ever. And, and, and it seems insulting to call it a marketing campaign, the civil rights movement, but that's what it was. He, you know, he, his product that he was selling wasn't a can of cola. It was equal rights for Americans. And his customer was the American people. And so he, and he understood that, look, he was a black man campaigning for black rights. He understood he already had black votes. He needed white votes if he wanted to win. Okay. And so think back to where he held his Eye of a Dream speech. It was on the footsteps of the Lincoln Memorial. And for those of you who failed American history, Lincoln, one of the most highly regarded presidents in American history, maybe not in the Deep South, that's another story, known for ending the Civil War, freeing the slaves, and giving blacks the right to vote. So Martin Luther King, standing on those footsteps, was telling his customer, white voters who loved Abraham Lincoln, this guy would agree with me. And you know what? It was true, which in marketing is always nice to actually be telling the truth. 
So think of that positioning and then think of the words, how inclusive his words were. I have a dream that one day, I'm paraphrasing here, pardon me. I have a dream that one day little black children will sit with little white children at the table of brotherhood. And then he goes on to say that he knows he's not going to get there with you. And it's just, everyone can just picture that in their head when he talks about the promised land. And just the idea, it's so simple, it's so beautiful, it's so elegant, that mental image of just black children and white children just sitting at a you know, little picnic table just in peace. It's so simple, it's so beautiful, it's so effective. And I'm not saying we don't have a long way to go, of course we do, and that brings me to my next point. And I realize this is, a, this is an unfair left turn. I realize there's only one Martin Luther King, and I realize it's unfair to compare anyone to him. But here we go. He's the man you have to idolize. He's the one you have to try to imitate. The current Black Lives, the current civil rights movement here in America, Black Lives Matter. I'm sure that they have protested. I'm sure they have given speeches on the, the footsteps of the Lincoln Memorial. But that is not where they're best known for. When I think of Black Lives Matter, what I see on the news, protesting in traffic jams. Traffic jams. You're positioning your civil rights campaign next to traffic jams. Fucking traffic. I'm sorry, was the, was the cancer ward or the children's hospital taken? You had to choose being late for work as something you wanted to position your campaign next to? It makes no sense. And, and think of the name. Black Lives Matter. Look, it's a perfectly reasonable name. On paper, it's great. Black Lives Matter. Who can disagree with that? No one. Black lives do matter. Problem is, your customers, remember, you already got the black vote. You're black people campaigning for black civil rights. You already got their vote. Your target audience is white people because you need them. Black people, you're 13% of the American population. You want to get anything done, you got to get white people on your side on this one. Okay? So white people hear Black Lives Matter and they respond with, oh, no, all lives matter. And it's like, look, you, you fucking dumbass. Like, draw a Venn diagram. The two are not mutually exclusive here. All lives matter. All lives. Draw a circle. Well, where do black lives fit into that? Guess what? They count in all. Like, this, it's a logical, it's an illogical misstep for them to think that black lives matter means only black lives matter. But here's the thing. As a marketing team, as a marketing manager... You don't get to tell the customer the wrong. When you put out a slogan and your customers misinterpret it, you don't get to sit down with each and every one and explain to them in logical terms how they should like your campaign slogan, how your campaign slogan should be working. No. You test out a marketing slogan. If it doesn't work, you try something else. That's sales. You do a sales pitch. It doesn't work. You don't call them a racist and walk away. You lost the customer forever. Instead, you try a sales pitch. It doesn't work. You try something else. You say Black Lives Matter, they come back with some dumbass shit like All Lives Matter. Fucking mix up. Because at the end of the day, we're not here to argue semantics. That's not the point of the fucking campaign. The point of the campaign is you got people getting fucking shot dead in the streets. That's what your campaign's about. Don't lose, don't lose sight of that. Okay. At the end of the day, we can all agree on that one. We can all agree that unarmed people should not be being shot down the streets by government officials. Okay. 
We can all agree on that. Now, we can disagree on, you know, how we can fix it and how large the problem is, et cetera, et cetera. But what I see getting done is a state of one-upsmanship where, you know, someone will say, you know, black lives matter. Someone else will say, well, here, look, here's a white person being shot by a police officer. And people will clap back with, oh, no, here's 10 videos of black people being shot down by a police officer. Like, you're in a pissing match to see who is getting oppressed the most. Like, you're on the same fucking side of this issue. Why are you arguing? You're divided by race here, which is the exact opposite intent of what the marketing campaign stands for. Uh, let me move on uh, to the NFL. Okay. I understand. I think Colin Kaepernick is a fucking hero. Okay. I understand what he's trying to do. He used his platform to get a message across. But guess what? The message didn't get across. When he put out a message against police brutality, the American people heard him disrespecting the military. And again, as a campaign manager, you don't get to tell your customer the wrongs. You have to look at it from their perspective. They have a brother. They have a father. They have a fucking son who died overseas. Last time they saw that person, it was in a fucking casket being lowered in the ground with the American flag over it. So when they see these millionaire athletes kneeling during the national anthem, yeah, some of them, not all, misinterpret what the fuck you're trying to say. And again, it isn't on the customer to interpret your marketing slogan correctly. It's on you. You're the one sending the message. It's on you to get your point across. And you don't get to call them a racist because they're offended by your marketing slogan. It doesn't work that way. If the customer doesn't like your slogan, you don't get to call them a fucking name. You don't get to call them a deplorable. Which leads me to my next point. Look, Colin Kaepernick, the NFL players, I get it. There isn't a genius among them. I get, they're fucking football players. I get it. They don't know that their heart's in the right place, but they just don't know how to run a fucking marketing campaign. I get it. I don't expect them to. Okay. You look at Hillary Clinton. She should know better. The deplorables? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, and the thing about it is, too, is you know it was on a whiteboard with like a hundred other fucking names. You know, the horribles, the terribles, the deplorables. And the, the deplorables was just the one that did the best in the focus groups. And they thought, okay, we'll unleash that. How fucking asinine. Everyone you know, I'm sorry, everyone listening to this knows someone who voted for Trump. And it's one thing if you call that person an asshole. But if a complete stranger like Hillary Clinton does it, I mean, that could be your mom, that could be your favorite aunt, that could be one of your kids, a friend, a cousin. And what what is she trying to accomplish there? And let's bring all this back to how a business would operate. Okay, would Coca-Cola hold up traffic to sell its product? Would Coca-Cola call you a racist if you didn't like their campaign slogan? Or call you a deplorable if you drank Pepsi? Would Coca-Cola fit imagery of the Lincoln, the Lincoln Memorial in one of its commercials? Sure. Yes, of course. Of course they would. Because that's what you do with a marketing campaign. You, that's why you fucking back, that's why you sponsor the Olympics. You don't sponsor a fucking president's funeral. It's just common sense here. So I'd expect the DNC to know better. Okay, next up. The Chicago speech. So 
uh, for those that don't know how American politics works, um, it's kind of like uh, playoffs in sports. So you have the, the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. Okay. You have the Republican primaries where Republicans fight other Republicans, and you have the Democratic primaries where Democrats fight other Democrats, and the winner of each party goes on to face each other in the finals, in the national election. Okay, so you had a point where Donald Trump wasn't yet the Republican nominee for president. He was still just running in the primaries against other Republicans. And he, one night, it was a weekend where uh, Illinois was up for grabs, Florida was up for grabs, Ohio was up for grabs, and I think like Nevada, maybe something else. And these are some pretty big states here, here in America. They were worth a lot of points. It's, it's a point system, this race. Um, he was going to give a speech to about eight or 9,000 people who, let's face it, were already going to vote for him anyway. And Black Lives Matter and Bernie Sanders supporters decide to shut it down. They went, they came in the streets in force, and the police had to shut it down out of fear of violence. Here's the thing. This is America. That doesn't play well. That's some SS Gestapo Nazi bullshit right there to shut down a political rally because you don't agree with what they have to say. If you don't agree with what someone has to say, then you come up with your own message and defeat them in the marketplace of ideas. You don't do it through a threat of violence. And guess what? Instead of talking to just eight or 9,000 people who are probably going to vote for him anyway, Donald Trump got wall-to-wall news coverage all fucking night. And all they showed that night was the protests. And if your grandma sitting there in middle America, not sure if you're going to vote for you know, Marco Rubio or Donald Trump or Captain What's-His-Nuts, and you see these people yelling, fuck you, fuck you, fuck Trump, fuck Fox News into the microphone as some kids trying to be interviewed on the street by a Fox News reporter, if you see that, how do you think that's going to play in grandma's head? It's like these people are against Trump. Well, she knows she doesn't like those people. She knows she doesn't like the people yelling, fuck you, fuck you, into the mic. Trump, no surprise, he went on to run away with that weekend. He didn't win Ohio because Kasich uh, was the governor of Ohio. But he ran away with that weekend, and guess what? The protesters saw it as a success. They saw it as a fucking success. Even though the result was horrifying from their perspective, they still saw it as a success, and they kept doing it, and guess what? Trump never looked back after that weekend. That was the weekend that just catapulted him to the front, and he never looked back. And, of course, he won the whole thing, and they kept trying the same thing over. It's insanity. They kept trying the same thing over and over again. And here's the thing. If you were Coca-Cola... Would you shut down a Pepsi marketing campaign? Is that how you would conduct yourself? Would you throw bricks through Pepsi windows or flip over fucking cop cars? Because that's what the liberals were doing. And I understand there, you know, there's some bad apples that doesn't speak to the entire party. I get it. But here's the thing. And, and you might say, what, what about at Trump rallies? Uh, you know, weren't there instances of black people being called the N-word at Trump rallies? Okay, that's true, and that's horrible. Here's the thing, though. Trump always distanced himself from that. And you know how he did it? He said, oh, that person? That was a Hillary or a Bernie plant. Which doesn't matter if it's not true. The message is, that person doesn't speak for me and my campaign. You go back to the Chicago protests and all the protests and all the traffic jams and all the, you know, the fucking... Uh, ambulance that can't get to the hospital because these assholes are out in the middle of the street 
Bernie, Hillary, they were silent. That was the time they need to get control of their marketing campaign. They need to take responsibility for their marketing campaign. And they didn't. And that's, that's when they lost. When they allowed the hooligans to take over their image. When they allowed the image of bricks being thrown through windows and cops being told, fuck you. When they allowed that to become the face of their fucking marketing campaign, they lost. And their response is, well, we lost because Americans are racist. Like, oh, great. That's, that's fucking wonderful. That'll win you next time. Call everyone that voted for Trump a racist. You know he won the fucking election, right? You know you're going to need those voters to win ever again, right? You're going to call them a fucking racist? Is that going to be your official campaign slogan now? Vote for us or be a racist? Jesus fucking Christ. And if I sound pissed off, it's because, I mean, I don't want it my own. Like, okay, if it isn't obvious by now, I have a lot of liberal beliefs. I have a lot of conservative beliefs. I have a lot of liberal beliefs. And I don't like it when the national discussion is muddled and lowered to the, this lowest common denominator. And that's why the last point I'm going to make, how am I doing on time? Probably horrible. Oh, God. Well, whatever. 20-minute podcast. Here we go. That's why I don't like Nike, who anyone thinks that they're showing Colin Kaepernick out of any sort of altruism. Like, trust me. These guys run sweatshops. These guys don't give a fuck. These are a bunch of NBA, Wall Street MBAs at the top of the fucking food chain. They don't give a fuck about you. Hold no reservations to that, folks. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about anyone but lying in their own pockets. It's all marketing. It's like Machine Gun Kelly with his desk, diss on Eminem. It's a marketing ploy. That's all it is. And fine, you know, that. kudos to him. Kudos to Nike. Okay, but guess what? I really don't think this is a good idea for Nike. I really don't. And you know why? It's like what Michael Jordan always said. Republicans buy shoes too. And actually what really pisses me off, I mean, fuck what happens to Nike. I don't give a fuck about them. What pisses me off is they're muddling the debate on the issue. You have two different things, right? You have police brutality and you have uh, supporting our troops, actually our veterans being set up to live a healthy life after, you know, sacrificing for our country. Those are the two issues in my mind. Okay. They're just throwing another, they're just throwing more gasoline on the misunderstanding as far as I'm concerned. Remember my, 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 my whole thing before was, the Black Lives Matter movement, the NFL protests, they're not doing their job. Their job is to highlight black people are being shot in the street of inner cities by law enforcement agents. That's what they should be highlighting. And instead, you're getting into semantics. You're getting into a racial pissing match. You're drawing attention uh, to the NFL, good or bad. And now Nike's is taking advantage of it to get more attention thrown on them and away from the real issue away from the real issue of innocent people, black or white, being shot by law enforcement agents who should be held to a higher standard. I mean, now I'm just going to go off on political rants. I'm not, I'm not going to even talk about it. But anyway, so that, that's really all I had to say. Pardon me. Uh, pardon me for going long. But yeah, that might, if you could just walk away with one thing, when you're thinking of a political campaign, think... Would Coca-Cola do this? Would Coca-Cola protest during the national anthem? And if the answer is no, then it's probably not a great marketing tactic. All right. Thank you.